It's time to take off your clothes, enjoy clothes-free living, and join us for Naked, Nudist, and Naturist. Welcome to Naked, Nudist, and Naturist, the show that celebrates clothes-free living for all. I'm your host, Frank Stone. And I'm your correspondent, Lisa Monroe, and I'll be reporting on all things within the Naturist community, so it's time to get naked and join us. And enjoy clothes-free living on Naked, Nudists, and Naturists. Well, greetings and welcome in to Naked, Nudists, and Naturists, episode 17 today. Thank you for being with us. The water is fine. Just dive in. We have hot dogs and hamburgers on the grill. We have vegetables and fruit and other side dishes off to the right. We have some coolers off to the left, packed with everything. Do you like soft drinks? Do you like juice? Do you like beer? We have all that. Just don't have too many beers and walk near the pool. That's all we ask. (laughs) Or if you do, walk slowly or with assistance. Uh, You know what I mean. But what a great way to spend the day. It's naked at the pool, naked under the sunshine, the, the slight breeze. The grill in the background, I love the smell of a grill, especially a charcoal grill. I'll take any kind of grill, a gas grill, a propane grill. Those smell great, too, but there's something about charcoal as well as a campfire. Oh, I don't know if that takes me back to my youth or my younger adult days. I don't know, but I love those smells, and it just seems to go with naturism and nudism as well. We are glad that you are with us today. We give you a brand new show every Saturday morning, 6 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time on Spotify. From there, it goes everywhere. Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Podbean, Deezer, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Amazon Slash Audible, Amazon Music, everywhere. Whatever your favorite podcast platform is, fire it up, type in Naked, Nudist, and Naturist, and the show will come up. And we also ask that you like and subscribe. The likes help us on this end with the ratings, but to subscribe helps you. That way you're notified every time a brand new show comes up. And if you are so inclined, we ask that you leave a rating on Apple Podcasts, one through five, five being the highest, thought I'd point that out. (laughs) But more so than a rating, we appreciate the words that many of you send along to us, and we encourage that. You can reach us on Twitter. That's really the best way. Fire us up on Twitter, Naked Nudists and Naturists. Go ahead and follow us. We'll follow back. You can also email us. Remember, we're a little queasy about email because of a couple of incidents. But you can still write to us there. It just might take us a little longer to get back to you than Twitter. And that email address, nakedforevermore at gmail.com. It's nakedforevermore at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out our website, nakednudistandnaturist.com. When I was a kid, there was a show hosted every Saturday night and every Sunday night by the same guy. He was the music director of the radio station. There aren't too many music directors left anymore, but he was one of them, and he got to have his own show every Saturday night and Sunday night. And he played all jazz, but at the end of the show, and even throughout the show, he would say, we only have one request of you. And that is, next time you listen to my show, bring a friend along. Well, we have two requests for you. One, bring a friend along. Bring many friends along. Bring everybody along to Naked, Nudist, and Naturist. And the second one is, have your clothes off when you listen to our show. It's the only way to fully enjoy it. We have our clothes off when we broadcast. You already know that. I've said it a million times. 
But of course, that's not always possible. One guy wrote in and said, I can't. I work out at the gym. That's when I listen to your show. Can't be naked there. (laughs) Well, we understand that. But clothes-free living for all of the right reasons, that is why we are here. And that's why we are glad that you listen every single week. Well, on today's show, we will have an extended segment with Lisa Monroe, our weekly naturist correspondent, coming up in just a couple of moments. We will also have part one today of my interview with the terrific Helen Berryman from the UK, a big part of British naturism. She and her husband both, uh, Simon Berryman, are big wheels in the world of naturism. That's my term. They don't say that. That's my term. But they go everywhere promoting clothes-free living for all, including going on regular nude walks through town, which they can do. They can legally do that in the UK. We can't do that in the USA. Uh, But they do, and they are very healthy promoters of naturism. You might remember Helen Berryman was on a show earlier this year in the UK. We'll talk about that during the interview. The equivalent of Good Morning America or the Today Show in the USA. And she was fully nude on the show during the interview. So we'll talk about that. She is also the Women in Naturism Coordinator for British Naturism. That is a post that had been previously held by Donna Price. And then Helen Berryman took over. It's very similar to what Linda Weber does in the USA. She is the co-chair of Winner, which is Women in Nude Recreation, a part of ANR, A-A-N-R. Uh, So today, part one of my interview with the terrific Helen Berryman. I know that you will enjoy that. You are listening to Naked Nudists and Naturists, episode 17 today. We really thank you for being with us. We enjoy this time together. We look forward to it. We plan for it. And we crave it. And we absolutely enjoy it. And we know that you do, too. As you can tell by the music that has been sneaking up on me the last few moments, it's time to go out to our weekly correspondent all about naturism, Lisa Monroe. So let's bring in our weekly correspondent and hear what she has to say today. Uh, Hello, Lisa Monroe. How are you today? Hello, Frank. I'm doing great. How about you? Not bad. Always good good to see you. And uh, you're always, as I've mentioned before, always smiling, always ready to go. You never come in in a nasty mood, which I appreciate a lot because we have a (laughs) lot of that in society. But you're always in a good mood. That's good. Well, thank you. I try to be. My father always told me to wake up like a chicken in a new world every morning and forget whatever had gone on the day before. So he said, if you go through life with that attitude, you know, you might get smacked down, but the next day you're fine. (laughs) So it's not easy to do, but it's, but you know, you try. (laughs) It's really not a bad way to go. Somebody told me uh, like 175 years ago when I was, you know, a kid, Mm-hmm. They said, you know, you have a choice. You can be mad all day or you can be happy all day. I thought, wow, I actually have a choice. So if something ticks me off, I can stay mad or I can say, eh, whatever, let's move along. Much, much better to move along, isn't it? It's always our choice and how we react to things are our choice. And sometimes we don't react the way we should. But, yeah, no, um, and then you smack yourself and go, OK, just chill out. You don't need to do this. So, yeah. Yeah, and we are not psychologists, so we're not <laughs> dispensing any medical uh, nope. field advice, but nope. it just seems to work for us. So I want to talk to you today about uh, something that Donna Price posted on Twitter recently. Up until a few years ago, she was the British Naturism's Women in Naturism coordinator, and she stepped down uh, a couple of years ago, I believe. And that's when Helen Berriman took over, who just happens to be our guest today. Total coincidence, not planned that way. 
Uh, Donna posted it and we asked her if, uh, you know, if it's okay to discuss this and she gave us permission to do so. But it has to do with what do you think is or are the biggest challenge or challenges facing naturists today? So I thought we'd go through her list and get your response and then I'll uh, weigh in as well. So this is basically things that might prevent people from living the naturist lifestyle. Uh, the first one, the weather. Is a weather a factor for you or have you heard that for others? I certainly have heard it for others, but for me, the weather is always a factor. I am one of these people, if it gets under 80, I'm freezing to death. So, you know, I I live in Florida, but guess what? (laughs) It gets under 80 and I've got the Afghan over me. It's 74 (laughs) air conditioning. I have the Afghan over me. So it's a a challenge to be a naturist when you have that intolerance to any kind of temperature. Um, easier for us in, in the warmer climes than those in, you know, Minnesota or wherever. But, um, but yeah, I think the weather, and I think it also impacts a, a lot of things. And like you say, we're not psychologists, but if you're a naturist and you can't get out because there's six feet of snow on the ground yeah. and you're kind of feel trapped in your house and maybe you can't even be a naturist within your home, then you've got, you know, there's some psychological things, I think, that happen to us. So it makes it very uncomfortable. That's true. Now, I've lived in a colder climate before, and I know you have too, not as cold as the climate I used to live in. And uh, okay, so you can't go out in the end of January. It's zero degrees and three feet of snow on the ground. You can't walk around naked then. That would be silly. You'd end up, you know, probably getting sick. But you can still live the nature's lifestyle inside, or they have these uh, clubs that have indoor facilities, or even what they call non-landed clubs. You know, they form a club of naturists and you get together at somebody's house or you rent a hall. Mm-hmm. So you can still do it. It's just not as easy to walk out your front door almost any day of the year and say, hello world, I'm naked and here we go. So yeah, weather could be a hindrance, right? It could definitely be a hindrance. And I think again, it's what you make of it. How do you mm-hmm. react to it? How do you take care of your situation? And it's like you said, you can perfectly be naturist within your home. And if you are in a community that's open enough where there's, uh, or close enough that there's a facility that you can go to, then that's a, you know, a great idea and a great way to at least be with like-minded people and be able to relax and enjoy what you enjoy. Yeah. All right. The next one on the list, uh, Donna Price uh, posted, a tolerance slash acceptance of the wider community. And I'm guessing she means the non-naturist people just the, the overall community in general, they might look, you know, down upon you a little bit like, hey, what the heck are you doing over there with your clothes off? Is, is that a hindrance for you or have you heard that from others? Oh, I certainly have heard it from others. And in fact, just reading some of the responses to Donna's post, there was yeah. that seems to be one of the most the one issue that's more bothersome to most people than almost anything else. And that is that, you know. If you say you're a naturist, we're looked at as, you know, being kind of weird or swingers Mm. or you're into strange things. And that has nothing to do with what we want or what we Mm. like. And so I think that and and plus the sheer fact that, you know, that if you say something to your, you know, your aunt Lou or somebody else, then you're going to get some pushback or some just total intolerance about your behavior. And when there's no behavior here. It's just life without clothes. And so that's the, you know, that's a real problem, I think. And and from what I see for an awful lot of people. That's true. 
And uh, I, I know some folks who really don't care about that, but I know some who do. Mm-hmm. You know, if I tell my uh, even my best friend or my closest cousin, or you mentioned Aunt Lou, whoever that mm-hmm. is, <laughs> I don't have one. Uh, but sure, they sometimes like, you what? What is wrong with you? Now, we do tolerate different styles of dress. You know, you can wear shorts or pants or a dress. No problem. But yet we take our clothes off. Say, hey, 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 now what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And why is that? And if we didn't have stores, we wouldn't have clothes anyway. So it's kind of the natural state. But in your thoughts or your opinion, why is that? Well, I mean, if you look back in history, you know, there's the most of the the Roman Empire, the Greeks, most of those people that were in warmer climes did not wear clothes very often. In fact, the only time I think that some of them did was if there was some sort of formal event, they'd actually put on clothes to go to a formal event. Mm -hmm. Um, Then as people kind of, you know, moved out into the colder climes, then you had a necessity for clothing. And and so they kind of just grew into people wearing clothing more than anything. And then came the shaming and the, you know, the, the, connotation that being nude meant something besides what it meant and so I think we've had this problem almost in memoriam but it's we used to not have as much now as we do we do today and it's frustrating to think about the fact that you know 50 years ago nudity especially for guys wasn't even a consideration you know if you were going to go swimming you went nude even in my high school that's what happened yeah but now, don't walk out your back door with, yep. you know, even with skivvies on because they're yep. going to get you. As I told you, there's some locker rooms in different parts of the world mm-hmm. where you can't even be naked in the locker room. You know, you have your, all of your clothes off. You have to shower, mm-hmm. but you better not be seen naked to and from the shower. Yeah. A little ridiculous. What about uh, number three on Donna Price's list? Lack of organized events. Some people organize them. Other people wait back and they can't find anything. Is that a hindrance? Well, for me, no. Um, although it would be nice to be somewhere where there were, were more venues, but at least, you know, here in Florida, we have the beaches, if nothing else, and, as, and a couple of great clubs. But I think that for me, organized events is not what I'm really going for if I want to mm-hmm. go to an, an organization. But there are a lot of people who are. And... Unless you go to a club, there's really nothing. I guess you have new biking, but, you know, you've got a crew, the cruises that they do. Um, so there are some things, but they're not enough and they're probably not available to everyone. So it's a real problem. Yeah. And I don't put a lot of stock into organized events. Some mm-hmm. people do, and that's not yes, to denigrate it. If you do, that's fine. I just look for other things, but I'll, we'll talk about those in a moment, including uh, number four, the ability to connect and meet or socialize with like-minded people. If you can't find other naturists, well, you can't hang with other naturists. So that could be a hindrance, right? Very much so. And, you know, it's really difficult. My best friend is totally not into this. I mean, mm-hmm. this is a person who, you know, wears three layers of clothing to sleep, <laughs> and um, which blew me away. But, <laughs> but, but so there is no discussion. There's no if you bring it, even bring it up that people go, oh, I can't believe those people. Yeah. I have friends who are musicians who have performed in a um, at a nude resort mm-hmm. at a nature's resort. And they didn't they were clothed. But you would be surprised at these relatively 
you know, sophisticated people who were like mm. crazed because, oh my God, they were naked. Yeah. Well, it's a nudist resort. What did you think? <laughs> <laughs> but then they ran into someone that they knew and they were highly embarrassed. That person wasn't, but they were. Yeah. And then it goes and back it, to what we said before. Exactly. What about the lack of venues? Just not enough places to go. Is that a hindrance to uh, well, again, not so much you, but to other people? Yeah. For, for, for those of us in Florida, there are places to go. But if you live in the middle of, of the country, Right. Or in a in a community areas where there are smaller communities, then you know you have to go a ways to get to where you want to be. So it doesn't mm-hmm. become a a common thing for you. It becomes a destination thing, and mm-hmm. that's uh, in in itself a fun thing to do. But it's also frustrating because you know you just can't pick up and go on Saturday and spend the day and come back home. Right. And so yeah, I think the lack of venues is really really bad. And not just that, but venues where you can go play tennis if you wanted to and not at a club or, right, you know, there right. should be some, but I guess there's not enough of us or there's not enough lobbyists that, that are looking for this, that mm-hmm. we can push past those barriers. So I think it's a. Yeah, I think so too. What about clubs with aging or dwindling memberships? The clubs out there are losing members, you know, they pass away or move on and they don't have new members to, to come in. Is that an issue? I think it must be an issue for a lot of the um, resorts because, I mean, these resorts keep their doors open because people come. And if they're seeing fewer and fewer people coming, then that's got to be a problem. And someone mentioned in their comments to Donna that one of the problems was that the clubs don't advertise, that they Mm -hmm. don't, you know, they don't send out information that that this person felt almost that they were, they didn't want new people there, that they were content with their little group and they didn't want, you know, and there's always that possibility you get someone new and you've got, you know, add one person to a mix and sometimes that can throw the whole thing off. So I think people also get a little bit clickish and clannish about their environment. So they don't want them, they don't want new people. So there has to be some sort of, give and take here because if you have a resort and your people are dying, don't you think you might need to let other people know you have a resort? I mean, it's kind of like the, the, you know, economics supply of power and, and the demand for, for products. So I don't know, but yes, I think that that's got to be a real issue. The last one on her list then, is it fear of being open about your life with family and friends? We've already addressed that a little bit, but yeah. it certainly is, isn't it, for a lot it of people? It certainly is. I think that's probably the the biggest fear for most of us. Most, I think most of us grew up, I didn't grow up in a, in a nature's environment. Right. But I also grew up knowing I didn't want to wear a lot of clothes. And because I grew up in the South, I only wore shorts. I mean, right. I, I didn't have a pair of blue jeans till I was a junior in college because I didn't need them. I didn't want them. Right. So it's, I think that, when you've grown up in that environment and you still have the desire to want to be a naturist, then, you know, and you know, you can't be open with your family and friends because it's just been never been done. Mm -hmm. And that it's, it's probably the biggest fear because if you tell them, are they going to walk away? Yeah, sure. You cannot untell them. Once you've told them it's out. That's right. And I realize that there are people who are faced with other choices of making those decisions and telling families on, on possibly even more life changing things, but it's still an issue because we all care about our friends and our family and we don't want to alienate them over something 
that we enjoy just because they don't. Right. No, exactly. Is there anything else you can think of? She has the last item is something else. Anything else uh, that we can think of? I think that she covered a tremendous uh, list here of the things that, that affect people more than anything. But I think also it's a lack of, there's no education to the public and the law. There are laws that are being, from what I've been reading, that are being crafted now in an awful lot of places that are dealing with things that don't have to do with naturism, but the choice of the verbiage that they're using is almost eliminating nudism anywhere. So that's something that, you know, I think we really need to be cognizant of because we may be forced to go back into those you know, clubs only and, and, you know, may lose the naked beaches. And so we don't know what's going to happen. And I think, so I think that the societal changes are probably going to be as impactful to us as anything else we can do. Yep. I agree. I had written back to her and I said, uh, items two and seven, tolerance, acceptance of the wider community, and also the fear of being open about your life with family and friends. That's what I hear more than anything else, but all of those are, are excellent topics that she brought up. Exactly, I, and I agree, and just looking again through the, the thing I loved about this particular survey that she offered was that there were people from all over the world, mm-hmm. India, New Zealand, South yep. Africa, Europe, U.S., South America, everywhere, and they mm-hmm. were all having the same issues. That's so we right. know we're a global community. We know yeah. we all have the same problems. And yet we are at mercy of where we live as to how well we can solve those problems. That's right. And we want to thank again uh, Donna Price for posting this and for giving us permission to discuss it. If you, the listener, have anything to add, go ahead and write us. Everything is in the show notes as far as how to reach us. And we will pass your answers along to Donna Price as well. Lisa Monroe, always great to see you and talk to you. Thank you for being here, and we will see you on the next show. Okay, Frank, great to be with you, too, and uh, appreciate everyone listening, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, thank you. Our weekly correspondent all about naturism, the terrific Lisa Monroe, we really thank her for all of her contributions, and what a joy to have on the show with us, naked nudists and naturists. And we also thank Donna Price for putting that out there. What keeps people from trying naturism? Maybe not you, because you're listening to the show. You might already be a naturist or a nudist or living clothes-free for all the right reasons. But maybe you're thinking about it, and that's why you're using this show, to get some ideas. But if you have any thoughts at all as to what held you back to begin with, what's holding you back now, what's holding others back, people you know, your family members, people at work, your friends, whatever, pass those along and you can reach us here, nakedforevermore at gmail.com, but also on Twitter, Naked Nudists and Naturists, you can find us there. But you can also reach out to Donna Price. I don't think she would mind. She encouraged responses. You can find her on Twitter, Donna Price. She goes by the hashtag, the name, Naked Freestyler. You can find Donna Price on Twitter. And let's generate that discussion even more so. She got some great responses as to what's held people back before, what's holding them back now, what's holding others back. And once we get that information, then it allows people like Donna to go out there and change the world just a little bit more to encourage more people 
to try naturism, nudism, clothes-free living for all the right reasons. You are listening to Naked, Nudist, and Naturist today, episode 17. Brand new show every Saturday morning, 6 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time. It drops on Spotify, and from there it drops just about everywhere else. We're not in control of when it drops everywhere else. In many cases right away, in other cases an hour or two or three or four. We have no control over that, but we guarantee if you want to listen right away at 6 a.m. Eastern Time on a Saturday morning, you will find a brand new show every week on Spotify. Well, let's get to my interview now with the terrific Helen Berryman. I've already told you uh, earlier in the show, she is the Women in Naturism Coordinator for British Naturism. Kind of a big deal over there. Everybody knows Helen Berryman, not only in the UK, but around the world. She's been on many shows, TV shows, radio shows, podcasts like this. She has three jobs in life. She'll tell you about those. Every job involves her being nude. Now, what a way to go. <laughs> she, she needs to be our new hero around here. Everything she does, clothes free for all of the right reasons. So let's get to it right now, my interview with the terrific Helen Berryman. So let's go out uh, to the UK and meet uh, a terrific lady over there. For a long time, it's my understanding, she had some issues uh, with her life, with her body, just didn't really feel totally confident. And at some point, discovered naturism, and now she's a totally different person. We're going to find out all about that. She's actually uh, naked on TV, and uh, not too re recently. She's an officer as a, a position with British naturism. She's done a nude cruise. She once modeled with clothes on, but then the clothes came off before the night was over. We have so much to talk about. So let's bring her to the show this morning. From the UK, Helen Berryman. Good morning, Helen. How are you today? Good morning, Frank. I'm very well, thanks. How are you? Not too bad at all. Just living the life. And it's, you know, where I live over in uh, the US in Florida, it's still very hot every day. But somebody told me just yesterday, it's not really the case in uh, in the UK, right? It's starting to get a little chilly now? Um, it's not too bad today. It's um, warm enough to not have any clothes on, so that's a bonus. Okay. Um, it's dry. Yeah. <laughs> Simon's doing the gardening, so it must be all right. <laughs> all right, so, so it's warm enough to be outside with no clothes on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, good, yeah. okay. I guess it um, depends on your threshold, <laughs> how much cold you can take. <laughs> that's true. Well, as naturists, we tend to be able to take a lot because we <laughs> prefer to take the cold as the putting our clothes on, right? All right, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's get to your backstory right away, and then I want to get into all the details that surround it uh, before, during, and, and after. You kind of, for a long time, didn't feel too good about yourself, which is the case with a lot of people. You know, they, they, yeah. they body shame themselves, I guess, for lack of a better term. And at some point, the clothes came off, and you said, Helen, you're like the greatest woman in the world, you're saying to yourself, and now you don't wear any clothes at all unless you have to. <laughs> How did that transformation happen? Take us through. Oh, gosh. So um, long story short, yeah. I'd sort of grown up um, equating nudity with sex, really. Trying to sort of look a certain way in order to fit in, um, being objectified by men from a young, you know, quite a young age. And that's what I'd learned. Um, a, a nasty sexual experience when I was very young um, helped me shape those views as well and fast forward a little bit um, lots of yo-yo dieting lots of wearing big baggy clothes and then I re-met with Simon who 
I used to go to school with. I don't know if a lot of people know that, but (laughs) we were at school together. I remember him because he was very nerdy (laughs) and he remembers me for being a rebel (laughs) to Gobby. (laughs) But yeah, so we hooked up again on Facebook um, back in 2015. And quite early into the relationship, he he revealed that he liked to live a clothing optional lifestyle. Yep. And I was like, okay, whatever that is, I don't really get it. Whatever, you do you. As long as it doesn't affect me, I don't really care what you do. Right. Anyway, um, it did affect me because I didn't like having him naked around my daughter, who was eight oh, right. at the time. You know, I sort of stepped into chief protector mode. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we had lots of strong conversations about it. And I just said, look, um, can you be dressed around her? I was really against it. Like, I was completely freaked out about it. I didn't understand it. Didn't understand why he had to be naked. But anyway, so lots of conversations ensued. Um, I had a conversation with my daughter as well. And I said, sometimes you might see Simon without his clothes on. Is that a problem? And she, she didn't have a problem with it. So it was me. Um, And I knew that. I knew I had a problem. Then fast forward again a little bit and the pandemic. And I think that just, I don't know, shook me a little bit. It was just like, wow, life's very, very short. It was really hot the first lockdown in the UK. And I I got tired of fighting with Simon and just let him be naked and got used to that. And then for me, he bought me a bikini, which I wouldn't have dreamt of even wearing a bikini. And I put it on because it was hot. And he took some photographs and I wasn't repulsed. I was like, okay, let's accept the fact that I'm a plus size woman. I'm mid 40s at the time. You don't look that bad. (laughs) Give yourself a break. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so you touched on a little bit of modeling and that was for like lingerie and stuff like that. And it did give me some confidence. And it was during the modeling that Simon um, got me involved in a normalizing nudity project. Okay. So the idea was that we would go to a naturist place and all the naked people would draw me as the clothed model. So like a reverse life drawing session. So I did go on the understanding that I would keep my clothes on. But again, it was really hot. Yeah. Um, about an hour into it, I felt really stupid being the only one fully dressed, mm-hmm. sweating. Yeah. And so without much thought, I took it off and nothing happened. It was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> everyone just kept drinking their tea or, or doing whatever they were doing. And that moment was, I was like, okay, I get it now. Um, mm-hmm. People are talking to me, mm-hmm. not my boobs. Um, people didn't care if I was naked or not. It was just like, that's the moment I thought, okay, I get it now, Simon. I understand what you've been talking about. There's nothing sexual about it. And that was my moment. Yeah. So maybe a month later, Simon and I booked a return visit to the naturist place, same place and, um, stayed the weekend. And I came back like, everyone needs to know about this. I was wrong. Let's tell everyone. Let's tell the world. So yeah. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> right. Just out of curiosity then, all right, so Simon asked you to go to this naturist resort. Everyone's going to be naked except you, Helen. You can have your clothes on. Yeah. What, what was your initial thought? Like, this just sounds crazy, but I love him, so I'll do it. Or were you all in? Like, yeah, what the heck, let's try. No, um, I wasn't into it at all. I, You know, we had a few arguments about whether I was actually going to turn up. <laughs> and <laughs> I think the biggest thing for me was actually arriving and seeing all the naked people. You know, that was quite overwhelming. 
And I was like, oh my God, why? What's wrong with these people? Why do they want to be nude? Yeah. But, you know, seeing them just go to go about their business or just chatting and the clothing was incidental, you know, it, it, I could see that there was a community thing going on mm-hmm. and there was an acceptance and, you know, the judgment, all of the judgment had gone. And I'm like, yeah, I like this. I'm in. Isn't that amazing how that works? And it, it's hard to tell people that and get them to believe you. They really have to experience it themselves. But it truly is. You know, you put on whatever clothes you put on, someone's going to judge you. you know, yeah. They're walking behind you at the grocery store. Oh, look at her, whatever. Or coming towards you. Look at her, whatever. And, yeah. Uh, same with guys. But, you know, uh, women tend to get that kind of nonsense more often. We do. And we're our own worst enemies, really. We sort of do it to ourselves as well. Um, you know, I get anxious if I have to uh, go somewhere these days um, and be dressed like, I don't know, going out for dinner or or something a bit posher, you know. Yeah. I get anxious about what I'm going to wear. Does my bum look big in this? Have I got muffin tops? You know, have I got bingo wings and all this sort of stuff. I don't have any of that when I'm naked because my skin fits me. Right. It's a bit loose, but yeah. it fits. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it, to me, you know, I've obviously never been a woman, so I can't really comment uh, with tremendous knowledge here. But just based on what I've seen with women, it must be a whole lot tougher on women when you're getting ready to go out because you just mentioned it. You know, the earrings have to match the uh, the other jewelry, the makeup has to. And then you're trying to coordinate the color of this with the color of that. And not to mention, does it look good on me? Whereas, you know, I as a guy, if I'm going somewhere nice, it's very simple. Uh, a suit a tie and a dress shirt, dress shoes and socks, we're good to go. It's just a matter of what color. And I ultimately don't even care about what color. (laughs) Women go through a whole lot more, don't they? Just from that perspective. (laughs) But I've also noticed with naturism, naturist fashion, there is none. (laughs) We put clothes on when we're cold. So it doesn't matter if it doesn't match. Like if you're in that environment, it really doesn't matter. It's the textile environment where we sort of beat ourselves up and, you know, you're then sort of leaving yourself up for judgment, I feel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's gone on, I don't want to say since the beginning of time, because in the beginning of time, I think everybody was naked. So this started at some point, and you see it all over the place. You mentioned uh, you and Simon went to school. I'm, I'm reasonably sure that there was some of that going on at your school. People judging other people. Oh, I can't believe she wore that today. Or, oh, look at her, this in that particular outfit. So it starts early, doesn't it? It does. And we use clothing back in the day to sort of represent what's going on at the time. So for me, I went through a little bit of a gothic phase. That was me trying to express myself. Sure. Um, you know, yeah, people judge me. Look at Helen the Weirdo, like, you know, whatever. So I'm getting used to the whole weirdo title. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. It's fine. <laughs> well, even uh, doing interviews now, you know, I've been interviewing people forever, but it's mostly in the business world, the medical world, the education world, the college world. And so when we do interviews, you know, I'm dressed. Now, the only thing I don't have on is a suit coat because it would get too hot. But, you know, I'm in dress shirt and tie. And I do want to make sure they kind of coordinate so I don't look ridiculous. You know, a purple tie with an orange shirt. I don't know. Maybe that would work. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) When I do these interviews for Naked Nudists and Naturists, it's so much easier. It takes me 10 seconds to get ready. I merely walk to the computer and start. (laughs) That's the button. We're off. (laughs) That's right. It just makes all the difference in the world. Now, at some point, so that was, what, about three years ago or so? I'm going by memory, this whole modeling thing when you realized, wow, life is better without my clothes about three years ago? Yeah. So it was the first lockdown. So 2020. 
July 2020 was that um, live drawing class. Okay. And then by the following November, I'd become the campaign coordinator for British Naturism. (laughs) (laughs) From zero, right round. (laughs) Accelerate off. (laughs) I think that's what they call a meteoric rise in the world of naturism. Just from absolutely nothing, get your clothes on, I'm taking mine off to, hey, now you're telling the world, let's take them off. I think that's pretty amazing. In how many months? Like four or five months? Six months? Yeah, so July to November, you do the most. <laughs> well, that's very impressive. Now, before we get back to all that, uh, you recently uh, were on a show in Great Britain. Good morning, Britain. Good morning, Britain. Yeah. Okay, so I want to tell our, our, uh, our listeners in the United States, we have a show here called Good Morning America. We also have the Today Show, and there's some other shows out there. One of those shows that you know, everybody watches. It's on every morning, and everybody's watched it for years. It's been on forever. So to our American friends, can you imagine you, know, you fire up Good Morning America, and there's the host interviewing a fully naked woman on the set. And I think a lot of people who are not naturists probably just passed out by my statement right there. But that's <laughs> basically what you did, right? Good Morning Britain. There's Helen Berriman being interviewed on set for about eight or nine minutes, as I recall, fully nude. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, I mean, they blurred me out. So I was like a little head hovering around. But yeah, fully nude there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've seen the, the video and you were blurred out for sure. But were you blurred out on live TV at the time? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. How did the, now there were three people on the panel with you all in clothes, of course. And uh, yeah. the main guy across from you was leading the conversation with you. But the two in the middle, how did they react when you came out? Did they know you were coming out nude? Were they shocked? Did they make any comments? They knew that I was going to be nude. And apparently backstage, Ed was a bit nervous and didn't know sort of how how he was going to be around me. But actually, he was really cool. And um, he said to me before we went live, how do you feel being the only one nude? And I said, I feel okay, you know, but obviously I'd prefer some other people to be naked with me, but I feel okay. How do you feel? (laughs) And he was like, I'm okay too, actually. And he was very supportive in his interview, I felt. And nobody panicked. Nobody panicked and nobody ran for the exits. Oh my gosh, there's a naked woman here. Let's get out of here. Yeah, and it was very professionally done and appropriately done. What about the rest of the crew? Because when you're watching TV, the only thing you see are the people on the camera. So we saw four people, but there are a lot of other people. You have the director, the camera people, the sound people. I mean, the list goes on and on. About how many people, uh, and I don't even know if there was a live audience, but about how many people were in the studio when you uh, went on Good Morning Britain, uh, totally nude? Um, so including the panel, um, there were definitely four cameras, um, a few sound guys, a runner, um we had um all the runners in the green room as well bringing lots and lots of coffee (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah i guess a good 10 15 people yeah yeah that's what a lot of people don't picture they say well helen's on tv naked in front of three people no it's actually about 15 people and nobody had an issue with that no comments no hey lady could you put something on nothing like that no, everyone was really supportive. Um, there was lots of c- congratulations afterwards. Well done, Helen. Yeah. Um, you're amazing. Um, well done in um, the conversation. Uh, you're very brave. And I don't see it as being brave. I right. see it as being able to represent naturism in a positive light. You know, I, I don't go uh, out looking for um, platforms, but if I'm offered something and I feel... It's going to be like a serious interview, not 
not to be mocked or anything like that, then I'll do it. Right. And so that that's why I did that one because I felt I was reaching a lot of people and I was representing naturism in a good way, yeah. um, not like they're weird. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I want to tell people. Naturism isn't weird. No, it's weird because no, no. you don't know it. Yeah. And if you don't experience it, of course it's weird. Anything new that is out of what your day-to-day life is all about is going to be weird. Yeah. And I just want to tell people that I'm just normal. Like I, I'm still relatable. I'm three years into it. I remember how you feel. You know, I was that person. Yeah. So, and, and that's why I'm passionate, I think, because I still remember, I can still relate. And I want to teach people that it's not weird. You know, you will you will become a much nicer person yourself. I've mm-hmm. become much less judgmental myself. And yeah. that's, that's just amazing. Yeah, it really is. And again, that's one of those things we can talk to a blue in the face, but other people won't get it until they experience it. So how do we get people to experience it? You take somebody like yourself who's out there now listening to this uh, show, Mm. how do we get that particular person? Let's say it's a woman. Mm. How do we get that woman to say, you know, just go for broke, honey, take your clothes off, go to a nature's resort or nude beach and have a good time. How do we get them to that point? Wow. If I had the answer to that, I'd be winning, but (laughs) (laughs) I I don't. Um, I mean, I've done a few things where I've inspired other women to come forward um, for example, that Good Morning Britain thing. Um, I don't know if you know, but I also work at the Naturist Foundation, which is a, a naturist resort. Um, so at work, following this um, Good Morning Britain interview, a lady came in. She said, I'm only here because of you. You've inspired me to wow. come and try it for myself. And I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if I'm helping just one person, mm-hmm. then I'm winning. Yeah. Um, another another example I can give you is um, part of British naturism. We do uh, the Great British Skinny Dip, and there are different skinny dips all all across the UK at different pools or or clubs or whatever it might be. And um, we work with the British Heart Foundation to um, raise money. Um, and so I've met women there that have come just to do a skinny dip you know, to raise the money uh, or to try something new, not necessarily naturism, but the fact that you're swimming without your clothes on. Right. And just having that one experience has converted them. I'll bet, yeah. They've met the people, they've seen the community, and they want to come again. So it's just trying to find something that will bring women in where clothing is kind of incidental. I mean, the skinny dip, yeah, it's a skinny dip. We don't wear clothes. Right. And once you've tried swimming without your clothes on, you never want to put a costume back on. No, never. <laughs> never, never, never. I had some people at my house recently, not naturist at all, and they want to go swimming every day. Okay, so we're in the pool, and I have a blasted swimsuit on. The whole time I kept thinking, I love these people. I'm glad they're here. But when they leave, <laughs> boy, this suit is coming off. Uh, but yes, yeah, uh, yeah, it, it's it, it really can't. That's another thing I can't fully be described. You jump in a pool with a suit on, okay, you know, having fun, having a good time. You jump in fully nude, and it's like, whoa, where did this come from? Yeah, and, I mean, if you're jumping in with a, a bikini or a swimsuit on, you got a wedgie straight away. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, plus it's just wet. It it weighs you down, especially (laughs) men if they wear the bigger suits, and you know it it just adds weight. And then if you're not a place where you can take it off when you're done swimming, then you're sitting in a wet suit for who knows how long, depending how hot it is or if the sun's out. It could be for an hour. It just just feels yucky, doesn't it? Really unpleasant. 
Yeah. Whereas if you're nude, you get out, you towel off, you're dry as can be, and you go on with your day all within a minute. That's that's a lot better than a few hours. Yeah. I think um, naturists have got it down pat. We're lazy, really. We don't like wearing clothes. We don't like washing clothes. Yeah. We don't like wasting time with drying off. <laughs> yeah. well, you know, you made a comment on that show, uh, uh, Good Morning Britain, and uh, you told the guy who was the, I guess, the adversary, at least on the show, mm. and, and you said, uh, you know, I don't know why you're offended. I could be offended at the color of your shirt. I think you called it a top. But, and and. And no, very few people stop to think about that other than naturists. You know, I'm offended at you being naked. Therefore, you got to put clothes on. Well, how about mm. if I'm offended by the color blue? You got to change shirts. It never goes the other way, does it? It's only we have to do something. Yeah, because what I suppose what society thinks is by taking your clothes off, you're an exhibitionist, mm. um, you're deviant, um, whatever it might look like. Yeah. And we're just not wearing clothes. That's it. It's just a body, as I kept trying to say on the show. Um, we were born this way. Um, I said to the guy as well, like, you're naked in the shower, right? And he was like, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and how are you feeling talking to me now? And he was like, okay, so what's yeah. the problem? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You did ask him, are you feeling uncomfortable now? And he said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> so I don't know his background, uh, but it seems like he made a few steps forward during that interview. You know, he wasn't uncomfortable talking uh, semi face to face with a naked woman. I don't know how far apart you are, uh, eight, 10 feet. It's hard to yeah, tell about that. But I mean, after the interview um, backstage, he asked for a photo. So there is a photo of him and I stood together, me naked, him not. <laughs> did he consider or did you ask him you know hey why don't you just get your clothes off now that we've had the interview we'll get a picture together or did that well, not even come up I did say something like that and he went one step at a time <laughs> <laughs> well good for him at least he's thinking about it I think after your appearance and of course that appearance on Good Morning Britain uh, got you uh, for lack of a better term publicity slash notoriety all over the world. And we heard about it here in the USA. And I heard some radio shows in uh, New Zealand, in uh, Australia, and some other countries. Uh, they're covering that, as well as Great Britain, of course. People were talking about your appearance, and then it led to so many other things. But uh, you were, uh, not intentionally, but you kind of instigated a lot of great conversation around naturism, didn't you? Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I mean, it did take off with the GMB stuff, but we were doing other stuff before that. Mm-hmm. Um, little bits and pieces in the media, um, a few radio shows, just talking about naturism, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess by being present, and I guess that's what why I'm doing it, I'm being present and saying, it's okay, you know, we're just naturists. Yeah. We're not, we're not going to hurt you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm glad they let you do that because uh, I'm guessing the audience for that show is rather huge. It's rather huge over here for the Good Morning America and the Today Show, whatever else we have here. Mm. but it got people, maybe they hadn't heard of it before, or maybe they had, and kind of, like you said before, well, those people are a bunch of weirdos or psychos or whatever. And then they saw you. It's like, well, wait a minute, here's a a normal human being, female type person. (laughs) (laughs) She has no clothes on. The world's not ending. The building didn't crash down. Maybe there is something to this because, you know, you came off as somebody who really enjoys this lifestyle, not to be weird, but because it's so much a better, healthier, you know, mentally, physically, certainly socially and developmentally. 
the list could go on and on mm. and on, but it's it, it's the difference between uh, night and day in so many ways, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I think um, by 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 being present, you are um, opening up other people to have conversations. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, did you see that woman on telly this morning? I couldn't do that. Oh, I could. I've done this and I've done that. And, you know, you're having a conversation. Um, we have a campaign at British Naturism called Just Tell One Person. Mm-hmm. So you're literally just telling one person, whether it's the postman or your delivery guy, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, we've got a sign on our uh, front door saying the person answering this door may be naked. Yeah. <laughs> and therefore, that postman's going to go, God, I went to this house today <laughs> and there's naked people in there. And again, yeah. it opens up a conversation. It's keeping it alive. Yeah. Now, you have uh, slightly different laws over there. In fact, maybe radically different laws than we have over here. I wish we had more of what you had, but it's not necessarily illegal to be nude in public. Is that correct? It's not illegal to be nude in public um, as long as you're not trying to cause offense or intimidation. So if, if you're just going for a naked walk, that's perfectly fine. But it's what society will accept. I mean, personally, I don't really want to rock up to the supermarket and do my shopping naked, right? you know, on my doorstep and have people take the piss or, or um, whatever that might look like. Um, that's not what it's about for me, but for others, you know, they, they want to do that and they want it to be that um, you can be naked absolutely everywhere. Okay. But I don't want to upset people either. Right. So my naturism I do for me and my well-being, and um, also to sort of encourage others to do it. But that doesn't mean to say that I want to go shopping naked. But could you, in the UK, could you go grocery shopping with no clothes on, legally? You Legally, you could, okay. yeah, as long as your intention is just to go shopping and not to sort of offend anyone or oh. um, upset anyone. And I that's the thing. That. I mean, you, if, you, if I was to do that, I would probably get harassed. Oh, true. So yeah. why would I do that to myself? Yeah, probably harassed in different ways. People looking upon you with disdain and, you know, lady cover up, get the heck out of the store and other people making comments along the sexual line, I'm sure. Mm. Uh, like, look at that lady over there. She must be looking for something beyond groceries. Yeah. Uh, because that nonsense is out there, too. And and you used to get a lot of that. Uh, but now as a naturist, you really don't. Do I have that correct? It just the whole world has opened up to you. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, a lot of my friends now are also naturists, so they understand where I'm coming from. My sort of world is naturism now. Like, I have three jobs, and they all involve naturism. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> well, you have the you have the resort. Yeah, you have British naturism. What's the third job? H E magazine. Oh, very yeah. good. So I write for them monthly as well. That's right. But I did see that. Yeah, my brain is constantly like. Naked, naked, new to see, Now, I know some women uh, in my life. Uh, uh, every day they're online looking for clothes, you know, the newest dress, the pair of pants, whatever. They're just looking for stuff. And if they drive by a clothing store, they just feel like, oh, I have to stop. There might be a sale. Mm. When, when's the last time you looked online for a new clothes or, or went to a store or, or saw a store and just decided to stop by? And there's nothing wrong if you've done that. It's just... Compared to a lot of American women, I, I'm guessing probably not a whole lot, right? Right. So <laughs> I like to go to charity shops. So 
I don't like spending full price on clothes anymore. Right. So I will look at the charity shops or thrift shops or whatever you call them um, and pick something up for a couple of pounds. And, mm-hmm. and that's me done. That's fine. And then you're um, done. I'm and done. Yeah. And then you're done. And if you have to put that on later, you have it. And if you don't, that's even better. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, let's talk about this. Uh, you recently went on a nude cruise, <laughs> a couple of thousand people on the boat. Nobody had a stitch of clothing on other than staff, as I understand it. That's right. Just, just take us through this, because there are a lot of people out there who've never done this. There are naturists who've never done this. There are non-naturists who can't imagine doing this. So what's that like? You sign up, you get on the boat, and then just take us through. Yeah. Um, so we had the opportunity to go to um, Florida and do the Bear Necessities cruise uh, around the Caribbean, okay. um, a two-week cruise. Um, and yeah, so we queued up with everyone else, got on the ship, um, and then we had to wait. We had to wait until we sort of departed. Yeah. And then the captain put an announcement over the phone, uh, over the speaker. Um, right now you can get naked and everyone just whipped their clothes off like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) So that was fun. And, um, yeah, so you, you had to dress if you wanted to go into any of the formal restaurants, Mm -hmm. um, Otherwise, you could. There was a communal like eating area. Um, as long as you had a towel, obviously nature's etiquette. Yeah. As long as you had your towel, you could eat naked. Um, there was um, a couple of islands that we would have to be dressed on. So obviously we did. Although we did find the new be- nude beach in Antigua. Okay. That was nice. That was my first nude exp- nude beach experience. Oh, Antigua. I didn't know that. Okay. Not too shabby. Yeah. <laughs> Is it one of those beaches where uh, I have some friends of mine went on a cruise years ago, not naturist. They got off the boat and there were two signs that said nude beach and it pointed to the left and uh, clothing beach to the right. And so you had a choice when they got off the boat and she's not a naturist, but she said, you know, I got to check out this nude beach. Yeah. And ended up enjoying it quite a bit. And I kind of lost contact with her or somebody I used to work with. Uh, but they explored naturism just basically because they got off the boat and saw the sign. Was that how it was for you, uh, or did you have to seek this out? Was it far from the boat? Uh, no, we'd heard about it, and um, I was with, do you know Linda Weber? Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. Know, so I was with oh, her yeah. and her husband, oh, very and good. they'd been before, so um, they knew where to go, and of course we went with them. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that's very good. Yeah, we've uh, we've had her on the show, in fact, uh, a huge supporter of naturism. In fact, she is the face of naturism. That's her, that's her moniker. Yeah, uh, we work well together. Um, we support each other in our work quite well. Yeah, so, yeah. That, that's very good. And she's involved in the same thing as you are, the uh, W-I-N-R, which, what, Women in Nude Recreation? Do I have that right? I think so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. And that's something similar to what you're doing now. Yeah, yeah. So she's my counterpart, if you like. She's the American version. I'm the British version. <laughs> <laughs> All right, very good. Uh, so back to the cruise. I have a question about the, you said the formal dining room. Everyone on the boat's naked, but you got to put clothes on for the formal dining room. Do they ever say why? No, I, I don't know why. Um, no, I haven't got an answer for that one. Maybe it's something to do with cruising and, and dressing up for captain's dinner or, or whatever. Okay. Um, there were some themed nights as well. Um, like one night we did 1920s, so I put a flapper dress on, went okay. to the formal um, restaurant with Stan and Linda again. And, um, you know, but I think Simon and I only ate in the formal dining rooms three times out of 14. Okay. So yeah, we, we just couldn't be bothered to get dressed. 
Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> I'll bet. So other than the formal dining room and these particular dress-up nights, you got, what, 2,000 people, 3,000 people just walking around doing their thing naked? Yeah, I mean, the ship was massive. It was yeah. over 11 decks, so it never felt crowded. Yeah. You know, and it, it took a good while to walk around the ship. Yeah, and yeah, it was just a, an amazing social experience. Again, a level of acceptance, um, non-judgment. Um, there may have been a couple of people that weren't genuine naturists. You're going to get that, but you know, you have to sort of handle that. So there was a little bit of like staring maybe. Okay. Yeah. That's not good. Women felt that that there was a little bit of that going on, but, um, you know, you just handle that. Was that addressed uh, through staff? Do you have to report that or just somebody walks up to the guy and says, Hey, knock it off. Or how'd you deal with that? Um, strength in numbers really is you know if it if it became a problem then i would have said something like straight away but it 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 didn't become a problem you're just aware of people looking and they're gonna yeah their intention is not the same as yours then you know they're gonna look yeah i mean you walk into a grocery store fully clothed someone's gonna see you they're gonna you know see you walking through the door and so we don't think that's unusual so see you walking through a door naked and by the way they're naked too uh, that shouldn't be a big deal, but they will see you. Now, you're right. If they continue to stare, you know, as you walk through the room and their eyes are glued to you, mm. well, that, that's when it becomes a problem. But that's, to me, in my experiences, that's been a very few and far between experiences at naturist resorts. It just doesn't happen too often, right? No, not really. Um, um, at, especially at resorts, it's usually fine. Yeah. Usually fine. Um, but I just did notice a little bit of that on the cruise. The terrific Helen Berryman, doesn't she have her act totally in gear about naturism, nudism, clothes-free living for all the right reasons? We need more people like Helen Berryman to spread the word. You can find her on Twitter, Helen Berryman 17 and she's also a big part of British naturism. You can contact her there as well. And we will get to part two of my interview with the absolutely terrific Helen Berryman on next week's show, which will be episode 18. And we have some other guests uh, planned for down the road, and I think you'll be very happy with them. All about naturism, nudism, clothes-free living for all the right reasons. You've been listening to Naked, Nudist, and Naturist today, episode 17. You already know that we come to you with a brand new show every Saturday morning at 6 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time. On Spotify, we also post a preview of the upcoming show every Wednesday morning at 6 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time. You can find that on YouTube on Twitter, on our website, nakednudistandnaturist.com. And we enjoy hearing from you by email, nakedforevermore at gmail.com. On Twitter, a direct message, Naked Nudist and Naturist, you can find us there. And also you can leave a message through Spotify and through our website, nakednudistandnaturist.com. And if you're listening on Spotify, occasionally we'll post a poll question or a general question. We appreciate your answers there. And don't forget to respond to what Donna Price posted. What has held people back? What's held you back from trying naturism, nudism, clothes-free living for all the right reasons? You can write to her directly, Naked Freestyler on Twitter, or send your messages to us and we'll pass them along. Well, thank you for being with us today on Naked, Nudist, and Naturist, episode 17 today. We give you a brand new show every Saturday morning at 6 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time. Continue to join us. Check us out on our website, nakednudistandnaturist.com, Spotify, Google, 
Amazon slash Audible, Apple Podcasts, and also on Twitter. You can write us anywhere, anytime, anyplace. And we thank you for being with us today. Plan to join us for every single one of our shows here and have your clothes off when you're listening. We have our clothes off when we're broadcasting, enjoying the naturist life. We celebrate clothes-free living for all. Remember to enjoy being naked and join us again for Naked Nudist and Naturist. We drop a brand new show every Saturday morning, so come back and join us. Have your clothes off when you do for Naked Nudist and Naturist. Have a great clothes-free day. Clothes-free.